Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. Are you glad to be in church? Are you excited to be here this morning? I cannot feel you. Can you give the Lord a shout of rain? Amen. Well, we want to take our memory verse. Is it a good idea? Okay, turn with me to 1 Corinthians. What's happening to the sound? It keeps breaking. Can you work on it, please? 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians, sorry, chapter 4. And verse 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 13. Can we all read it together? Ready? Go. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. Can we take it again? Okay. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13. We having the same spirit of faith according as it is written. I believed and therefore have I spoken. We so believe and therefore speak. Second Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 13. <laughs> Do you think you have it? I don't feel you at all. All right, one more time. Ready, go. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I have believed, I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. All right. Let's see if we can take it. Okay, ready, go. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We, therefore, in the same spirit of faith, as it is written, I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We believe, and therefore speak. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. Wow. You have managed to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We thank you, O God. We worship you. Ask the Lord to speak to you this morning. Oh, Jesus. We thank you, O God. We bless you, O God. Yes, speak to us, Lord. Love unfailing, overtaking my heart. You take me in, finding peace again. 
you for salvation of souls will lift you up in Jesus name amen God bless you please be seated hallelujah well this morning before I preach the word um, we have the family of one of our ashes that we lost a few weeks ago uh, brother Moses Nana Kofi Ofosu Okran the family is here if they can just be on their feet, we would like to pray with them. Uh, the family of our brother Moses, Nanakofi, wonderful. Hallelujah. Well, on behalf of the presiding bishop, I want to express our sincerest condolences to the family. I want you to know that the Holy Ghost is your comforter at this time. It is well. God is in control good thing is that our brother is in a better place and one day we are also going to meet with him as we also continue serving the Lord so I want to encourage you all to be strong and know that it is well it is well with your soul amen please stretch forth your hands we want to pray for them we want to ask for God's comfort and strength for them ask for God's comfort and strength in the name of Jesus strength oh God from above Holy Spirit you are our comforter. You are our strengthener. You are our help in times like this. Father, we lift up the family of our brother Moses unto you. We thank you for his life. Thank you, O oh God, for the years that, Lord, you gave him to us to be a part of the church and to serve in your house. Father, we pray for the family. We ask, O oh God, for grace for this trying times. Lord, comfort them strengthen them deliver them from evil 
let not Satan take advantage of this one, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that your covering is with them. I pray for grace to also continue serving you till we all meet with our brother one day in heaven. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Please be seated. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, this morning I'm continuing my preaching from this book. Tell them, which is what the choir sang uh, just a while ago. Tell them by Bishop Dag. I think I understand they have just a few copies left, about 20 copies. So if the ashes can just, um, anybody who needs one, is 50 Ghana cities. Just get one. This book will change your life, will make an evangelist out of you. Amen. And uh, if you believe you have a call to be an evangelist, then it's good for you. But every one of us is called to also preach. So uh, if you need one, just wave your hand and the ashes will bring the book to you. 50 Ghana cities for one. Amen. But we started preaching on 120 reasons why we must tell them. Amen. Who are we telling? We are telling the world, isn't it? Tell the world that Jesus lives. It's a long time since we sang that. Tell the world that, tell the world that he died for them. Tell the world that he lives Hallelujah. Amen. Well, so we're telling them why they must be saved. They must be born again. That Jesus loves them. Amen. So we said that we must be so witness or be telling people about Christ because it's the great commission. Amen. We also said that we must be so witness or tell them because we are called to this great work of so winning. Thirdly, we must tell them because we have been created to carry out the good work of so winning. Number four, we have to be so witness or be telling people about Christ because so winning gives great joy and energizes Christians. Number five, we said that you must be a soul winner because the true greatness of any church is not seen in how many people it seats, but how many people it sends. And number six, we said that we must be soul winners because soul winning is the heartbeat of Jesus. Number seven, we said we must be soul winners because soul winning prevents church splits. Number eight, we must be soul winners because soul winning generates divine support. Number nine, we must be so winners because uh, it prevents us from polishing the same coins over and over. I wish I had a coin to get somebody to polish it for us. Because that is what we are doing in the church. Give us some coins if you have some coins. And I want to get somebody who will sit down in front here and be polishing the coins for us. Because that's what we are doing in the church. As we keep preaching to you and you don't do anything, we are polishing you. Can I get a volunteer who would like to polish? Get your handkerchief and polish the coins. Sit here. You'll be polishing from the beginning of the service to the end of the service. Oh, remember last year yourself. More coins. Can I have somebody? I don't know. Uh, Brother Sicho, you wouldn't want to polish for us. Be polishing from beginning to end. Yeah. Give him more coins to polish. Yeah. All right. Number 10. We have to be so winners because we must save people from building their houses on the sand. Number 11, you must be so winners because so winning helps you to avoid a false balance. 
Number 12, we must be soul winners because um, if we don't, we will be sent out by persecution and other troubles. Number 13, we must be soul winners because we fulfill the principle of gaining by trading. Number 14, we must be soul winners because it gives you uh, the right to earn uh, kingdom promotion. 15, we must be soul winners because you avoid a murder charge. And number 16, we said that it makes you have beautiful feet. Wow. How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. May you have beautiful feet in Jesus' name. I was telling you last week that beautiful feet is not from pedicure or all those nail polish. Beautiful feet in the spirit is when you win souls for the Lord. Amen. Well, today we want to move on. I'll try and see if I can add about 20 more. Is it possible? All right. So number 17, you must be a soul winner or you must tell them because the emphasis of the end time church, excuse me, must be to win the world and precipitate the second coming of Christ. Amen. That is our assignment. Matthew chapter 24. And I'm reading from verse 5. Matthew chapter 24 from verse 5. Look at that. When people are winning souls and people are dying, this man is polishing coins. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famine, pestilence, earthquake in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated of nations. And then many shall be offended. And many false prophets shall arise. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel, somebody say this gospel. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then the end shall come. Hallelujah. The end will not come till we have preached. And we are looking for the end. I mean, the things we are hearing on the news and all that is not a sign of the end. Gobi, you're welcome. Good to see you. It's not a sign of the end. No. The wars, the rumors of wars and the earthquakes and all the things we are seeing, that is not a sign of the end. But the Bible is saying that when the whole world has been preached to. Then the end of the end will begin. (laughs) Yeah. But it's not when we have just heard that, oh, there's war here. There's this, hey, the end of the world is coming. No, 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 no. At all. Bible says don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. So if we are not preaching the gospel, the end of the world is not coming. Noah was told to build an ark. And God could not close that ark until Noah had finished building it. God could not bring rain down until Noah had finished preaching, uh, building the ark. As soon as Noah finished and entered in with all the animals and the door was closed, then the rain started. It's the same with us today. 
And God is depending on you and I. You know, but the sad side of it is that he may find somebody else to preach as we are not going. But then we'll have to give an account for not preaching. So we must preach to every nation. That is when the end of the gospel will come. And God is depending on you and I. As we sit, polishing coins. As, as we are preaching to you every day, we are polishing the same coins. And this brother here is having enough time to polish coins. When there's one other coin at the other side waiting to be found. Hey! Hmm. Number 18. We must tell the world or we must be so winner because it is the distinctive mark of being a Christian. James Stewart said, the concern for world evangelism can never be the province of a few enthusiasts. Can never be uh, a sideline or a speciality of those who happen to have a bent that way. No. It is the distinctive mark of being a Christian. Whoever you are, whether you are a pastor, you are a prophet, you are an evangelist, you are whatever, you are first a Christian. So, don't say that eh, there are some people, they are called to evangelism. And some of us, we are not called to it. Who, who are the people who are called to evangelism? When Jesus was, was, was sending the disciples, they said, okay, some of you, you, because you look like evangelists, you must go and preach. He said, no. He said, go ye into the world and preach the gospel. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you are. And you find even people who say they are doing, but they themselves, they are not even born again themselves. They are into all sorts of things. Musicians, this, that. We never preach the gospel. We are singing all sorts of songs. And none of these songs are bringing people into the church. Recently, I was invited to a program. When I finished, and I made an altar call. Then there was a brother, the, the, a group that was coming to sing. The leader of the group, the, I don't know, the lead singer or whatever, when I made the altar call, he was the first person to come to give his life to God. I said, look at that. Oh. What a shock. Hmm. Are you there? You decided to go back home. But the Bible says that, and the gospel must first be published among the nations. Let so win, the bishop says, be our chief task. Let it be the primary focus of every church. That is the great commission given to us. When our choirs minister in song, let the lost souls be our target. That's why we must sing songs like, tell them, even if they don't believe you, tell them. Tell them for me that I love them. We must sing all these songs. We shouldn't be singing songs that just makes people happy. It's good. Those songs are good. But let's also sing songs that bring people to Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together. Amen. Otherwise, our churches are now going to become something else. I was talking to somebody the other day. Say, she went to church somewhere. By the time she finished, she wondered whether she had gone for a lecture at Gimpa or something. Because we're teaching about how you can 
make some money, how you can do Hey, what a shock. Now, if you have a son and your son is going to school, and the son comes back from school and comes to tell you that when I went to school, our teacher made us go to his farm, and we went to weed, and we went to clear the farm. And not, Will you be happy with that school? That is what we are doing. We have stopped the thing we must do, and we are doing something else. Anyway, number 19. You must be a soul winner today and overcome the sin of destruction. There are side roads as we are serving God. Things that will distract you. I was talking to a brother earlier on today. He said his work. He doesn't come. He's not around for church. For his work. I said, brother, none of the things that you are doing at your workplace, stand chart, whatever chart, everywhere, is giving you a reward in heaven. I'm telling you. Yeah. None of them. Only what you do for Christ will matter. Amen. Mm. So many things are distracting us. Your job, your marriage, your beloved. And some of you you are looking for a beloved. Your whole life is looking for a beloved. When you dress, it's a message to say, I want a beloved. When you are smiling, it's a message to say, I want a beloved. Everything about you is, I am looking for a beloved. Why? What you don't know is that as you go out preaching, you may easily miss somebody as you are preaching to the person. Your beloved is waiting to be preached to. And you are just walking around trying to make yourself like this thing. There are so many things that are waiting to distract us. Matthew 24, 48 says that. But then if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayed in his coming. <laughs> and shall begin to smite his fellow servant. And to eat and drink with the drunken. The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him. And in an hour that he is not aware of. Hey. That evil servant was saying in his heart, my Lord is delaying in coming. Let me find something else to do. And that's why this brother will be sitting here polishing coins. Because my Lord is delaying his coming. He's not coming now. And when Jesus said, I am coming soon. Up to now, we haven't, heard, we haven't seen him. And even people use it to make a joke that when you say, I'll see you soon, you say, is it the Jesus soon or the soon soon? Because it's like the Jesus soon there is not coming. Listen, he is going to come at a time that we least expect. He should not come and find us smiting our fellow laborer. Instead of concentrating on the work, you have got time. You have stopped what you are doing. You are lambasting another pastor. You are quarreling with another pastor. Instead of using the mic to preach the gospel, you are fighting another pastor with a mic. You have enough time. When 51 million souls die every year. It's amazing. 5,000 people die every day. About 6,000 or something. Every day. And we have time to lambast. We must tell them all. Anyway. I'm just a preacher. 
Don't be distracted by all sorts of things. Number 20, eh, my time is almost up. You must be a soul winner today and overcome the sin of procrastination. Hey! Hmm. Exodus chapter 8, verse 9 and 10. And Moses said unto Pharaoh, Glory over me. When shall I entreat for thee and for thy servants and for thy people to destroy the frogs from thee and thy houses, that they may remain in the river only? Listen to the answer that Pharaoh said. And Pharaoh said, Tomorrow. Which is what the choir was, the Panerosis was singing. Tomorrow. I give my life tomorrow. You have to give your life today. You say tomorrow. And who said tomorrow will be there for you? You have to preach the gospel today. You say tomorrow. Pharaoh, you have the opportunity to have the frogs taken from your house. It was not a simple thing at that time. Oh. Somebody will be drinking Milo, then the frog will jump inside. You have fufu and your goat meat. You are about to put it in your mouth, then a frog will jump on the fufu. So Moses said, listen, just let the people go. And then I will take this thing away. He said, tomorrow. And there are some people like that, anytime you have to preach to them, they will say, tomorrow. Tomorrow. There was a guy by name Felix in the Bible, in the book of Acts. Let's read that scripture. Acts 24 and verse 24. 24, 24. When Paul, he himself called for Paul to come. When Paul came to the Bible says that, and after certain days, when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewess, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Now look at him, verse 25. And as Paul reason of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled. He was shaken. And answered, go your way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for you. When is the convenient season? There is nothing like convenient season. No. This is the convenient season. Every time people are looking for an appropriate time to do things. The time to do anything is now. If you have to pre preach now, when will be the convenient season? You are waiting for tomorrow. Tomorrow, who says that tomorrow will be convenient? When you go to places like Liberia and all this, it's not so easy. Certain countries, when you go there, you can't preach. People were waiting for tomorrow. When is tomorrow going to come? What, says, what shows that tomorrow will be a good time? Tomorrow may never be a good time to preach. There are certain places we will not be able to go there. Bishop was in Mali to do the healing Jesus crusade and all that. It's not so easy to go there again to do that. If he had said, I'm waiting for a convenient season, that would have been the end. They wouldn't have heard the gospel. Don't wait for any coming. Oh, when I'm a bit free. Who said you'll be free? Rather, you are having more things being added to you. You can't be free. You can't be free. Sometimes I tell the wives, I said, listen, because a lot of wives, they, they want a certain atmosphere before they can perform. 
We are in Ghana. What atmosphere are you looking for again? Heat, yeah. It, it is the same heat that we are inside. There will not be any proper, convenient, whatever. So, sister, do whatever you have to do. Approach your husband and do the best. Now, listen. It's the same thing I am speaking to the church. We are waiting for a convenient season. I'm waiting for a time when my boss will allow me to come. Hey, he will never allow you. You have to arise and do what you have to do. The curse of this world will choke. You say you are waiting for a convenient season. Hmm. This is what William Borden said. No reserves, no regrets, no retreats. Hey, reason number 21. You must be a soul winner because that is the reason why Jesus came to the earth. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Hmm? At this man polishing the coin. You are waiting for a convenient season. That you have this time to polish the coin. Why don't you use it to preach? Number 22. So winning is important if we want to be Christ-like. Yeah. That's the nature of Christ. If you are going to be a Christian, then you have to be a soul winner. Christ was a soul winner. Number 23. You must be a soul winner because every Christian is basically a witness. Ah. Of what he has experienced. Amen. You have to witness. You have to talk about what you have experienced. How come you haven't talked to anybody about what you have experienced? Are you sure you have experienced something? How come nobody in your family knows that you are even born again? But you must first be a witness. A witness is somebody who says, I was there. I know what has happened. I can testify. It has happened to me. What has happened to you? Tell us about it. People are waiting to hear. Tell somebody. Tell the person next to you. Tell somebody close to you. Jesus has touched me. My life has not been the same again since I met Jesus. Yeah. You know why a lot of people are not witnessing? Because they haven't changed. So when you start talking, you say, ah, but you cry. You cry. How can you come and tell me to change when you yourself, you haven't changed? Because sometimes, even your life must be a message to the people around you. The best form of evangelism is without words. <laughs> hey. This is very quiet. But you shall receive power, as one is. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. We have only reduced the coming of the Holy Spirit to speaking in tongues. But really, the real reason why the Holy Spirit came is for you to be a witness of what Jesus has done for you. How come you are not telling anybody? Number 24. Oh, let me read what James Stewart said. The concern for world evangelism is not something tagged onto a man's personal Christianity. That this person there, he is called to be a world evangelist. No. Which he may take 
or leave as he chooses. It's like it's there. When I want it, I take it. When I don't want it, I put it down. No, it is nothing like that. It is rooted in the character of God who has come to us in Christ Jesus. Thus, it can never be the province of a few enthusiasts, a sideline or a speciality of those who happen to have a bent that way. Stuart Holden said, Go ye is as much a part of Christ's gospel as come unto me. The same person who said, Come unto me, the same person said, Go ye into the world. Go ye. How come we have taken only the come unto me and we have left the go ye? Hey. Mm. Number 24. You must be a soul winner because the harvest is overwhelmingly gigantic. Or gigantuan. That's what we know, isn't it? And a few Christians concern themselves with this work. Bible says the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Number 25. Soul winning is important because it proves that you have the heart of the Father which was moved with compassion for the lost. Oh, may we have compassion for the lost. Bible says that, and when Jesus saw the multitude, something happened to him. When we see the multitude, what happens to us? When you see a lot of people, what comes to your mind? Do you ask, are all these people going to heaven or they are going to hell? Have they heard the gospel of Jesus? What am I doing to get them to hear the gospel? And sometimes people will go to places and preach, but never will even make an altar call. So many people will gather. Prophets will gather people, a lot of people, and there will never be an altar call. And all these people come looking for something. But they don't know that the main thing that they need is Christ Jesus, who must come into their lives. And that message is not preached. Hmm. Number 26, you must be a soul winner because the divine balance of ministry shows that 20% of all ministry is for evangelism. Because they are the five-fold ministry. So if five, then that's 20%. Because one of them is the prophet, one of them is the pastor, the other is the apostle. The other is the teacher, and the fifth one is the evangelist. So at least 20% of all that we do must be channeled to evangelism. A. Number 27, and I'm just closing. You must be a soul winner because over 1,000 people have not, have not heard the gospel once. The forgotten ones must hear it too. Yeah. Over 1,000 people. You see me more, but 1,000 is what I have here. More people. And you have heard it 70 times. And still you are sitting down here. Choristers. You have heard it how many times? But you are not preaching. We should hear that the choir is going on an outreach. The whole choir. They have taken a bath. They have gone to a place. They are going to preach. They will sing. People gather and they will preach to the people. Isn't that a good idea? Isn't that a better idea? Than to sit down and quarrel amongst yourselves. Yeah. We should hear that the choir has gone to uh, where? Kwabinya, or they have gone to this place. They have sat up there and they are singing, singing. People are listening. Wow, what a choir. Then when they finish, you give them the word of God.
If the world had 100 people, 60 of them would be from Asia. If the world had 100 people, 13 of them would be from Africa. Asia, 60. Africa, 13. 12 will be from Europe. 9 from South America. (laughs) 5 from North America. And then 1 from Oceania. But it looks like America is taking the whole world. It's like everything is America. Everybody wants to go to America. Everything is America. But they are just 5 of the whole world, 5%. (laughs) Asia has 60 a lot of people there need the gospel. Some of us need to learn the Chinese language and move to China. Yeah. You will be speaking the language and souls will be saved. <laughs> Number 28. Soul winning is important to prevent the invasion of false religion into our communities. Hey. One of our pastors in the north, he said, he said he was standing somewhere. I think we were building, you know, we are building about 100 buildings, church buildings in the north of Ghana. Wow. I thought it was a good place to put your hands together. And he said he was standing by one of the buildings that we were building. Somebody, somebody came, whatever. And he said, who is the person behind these buildings? And then somebody mentioned Lighthouse. Chapel International, Bishop Daguerre. Hey, this man, he's a real something, something, threat or something. Was just saying something like that. Because they are, they are the ones funding the mosque and the things all over the place. Yeah, so it's like, Charlie, this person is trying to be uh, this thing. Hey. <laughs> no, but you see, once we are not doing it, other religions will also be invading the places. We went to Kotobabi to preach there. Oh, I tell you, you can see that. They were there. They were there. If we don't go, something else will take over. Hey, may we go and preach the gospel. May we tell them. Yeah. Some people need to go to different... Some of you can speak different languages, but you will not use it to preach. You are feeling too big. When you can go there and meet an ever brother and start, Nyebro, Nyebro, F1, F1, and then you start. Yes, Christo. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Uh, we need to close. <laughs> 29, so winning is important because they cannot hear or be saved without a preacher. How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Romans 10, 14. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And who is that preacher? I'm asking a question. Who is that preacher? Who is that preacher? So if you are not going, how can they hear and call on the Lord and be saved? The whole of this week, have you spoken to somebody about Christ? Yeah, it's a question. Place is quiet. Number 30, so winning is important now because the night comes when no one 
can work. There's a night time where you cannot work. That's why you cannot say tomorrow. That's why you cannot sit down and be polishing coins. Look at him. He has finished polishing. He has started again. Oh, pastor, prophesy over us. Pastor, tell us something nice. Pastor, tell us something good. And souls are perishing. And when the pastor comes and he's not giving any various revelation, and the church was not nice. Because you were expecting to hear something. Shake the next person and tell the person, Charlie, we must arise and preach the gospel. Or this type of polishing of coins is not helping. Not helping. Souls are perishing. People are dying. How many of them are living for Christ? Souls are going to eternity. How many of them? Hmm. 31. Soul winning is important because it gives vision to the church. Last week I told you about a giving energy to the church. But this one is giving vision. Bible says without a vision, the people perish. What is keeping us going is the vision of soul winning. We can go to Kotobabi and go to all these places and preach the gospel. By now, we'll be tired in the church. A lot of you would have left. Yeah. But we have a vision to win souls. We have a vision to win souls. Number 32, you must be a soul winner because shepherds and pastors are supposed to notice the lost souls around them. Bible said, and when Jesus saw the multitude, how come you don't see? You don't see that this person is lost. If you were standing somewhere and you saw somebody's house burning and the person is sleeping, <laughs> and the fire was burning towards the person and the person was sleeping, would you watch and say, hey, hey, the fire is coming on. What would you do? Huh? I cannot hear you. What would you do? You do what? You scream. You do what? You bang on the door. You shake the door. You shout. You break it open. How come you are sitting down coolly in the church? Even amen to say amen in the church. Now you can't say it. Let me finish. Number 33. You must be a soul winner because soul winning is the supreme task of every kind of minister. Even if they are not evangelists. Yeah. Paul told Timothy, do the work of an evangelist, even though he was not an evangelist. 2 Timothy 4, 5. You don't have to be an evangelist or they have to call you evangelist Joe. Evangelist Kojo. Kojovi, Kojovi, then you are coming. Yeah, that's me, Evangelist Kojovi, I've come. No. Do the work. Shake somebody and say, do the work of an evangelist. Isaiah said, here am I. Send me. Send me. Number 34, soul winning is the primary work of the church. Not building of schools, not uh, uh, doing what? Building of hospitals. Even though they are all good. 
we built a school, we built a hospital, we built an orphanage. It's all good. But the primary task of the church is what? Soul winning. And finally, you must be a soul winner because soul winning makes converts who bring about major changes in society. Wow. Wow. You may never know who you are winning. Paul is a typical example. He was a blasphemer. He was all that injurious. But when Jesus arrested him, he became a blessing to the church. Today, half of the New Testament is attributed to Paul's letters because such a person was won for the Lord. I don't know who must be saved. When Billy Graham gave his life to Christ at a crusade, he was the only person at the crusade who gave his life to Christ. We had so many people giving their life to Christ when we had the crusade there last week. Which of them is going to be the next Bishop Daki Ward Mills? Which of them is going to be the next Bishop Saki? Which of them is going to be the great person that God is going to use? But what if we had not gone? Can we get such a person? It will never happen till you go. And that is where the Lord is calling you to go. I'm speaking to somebody here. Enough of the polishing of the coins. Enough of sitting down in the church. It's time to arise and go. It's time to go and preach the gospel. It's time to tell somebody about Jesus. It's time. There's no other convenient season, beloved. This is the convenient season. This is the time. This is the time for you and I to arise and preach the gospel. Please. Souls are perishing. People are dying in fire. They haven't heard the gospel. How come you are so comfortable? If somebody had done the same to you, would you be born again today? You will not be here. Please. 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 Let's win the loss for the Lord. Stand to your feet. Jesus, I believe in you, and I will go to the ends of the earth, to the ends of the earth, for you alone are the Son of God, and all the world will see. You are God. Oh, you are God. Jesus, I believe in you. Oh, Jesus, I believe in you. And I will go to the ends of the earth. 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 For you. Alone, I'm the Son of God. All the world will see you are God. You are God. Oh, today, just commit yourself to God in just a minute. Pray. Tell the Lord, I will go. I will go. Tell Him, I will go. I'm not waiting for any convenient season. I'm not waiting for any time. This is the time. This is the time, Lord, I'll go. I'll go, Jesus, I'll go. 
I will go. I will go to the ends of the earth. I will go to the ends of the earth. I will go to nations. I will go to towns. I will go to cities. I'll go to my workplace. I'll go to my school. I'll tell the people around me. I'll tell them. I'll tell them. I'll tell them that you came to die. I'll tell them what you came to do on the cross for them. Oh Jesus, I'm going to tell them. I'll not wait for them to die and go to hell. I will preach the gospel. I will tell the world. I will preach the gospel. Thank you for your spirit. Oh God, that you have given to us to be witnesses wherever we are. May we be witnesses. May we preach the gospel to the ends of the world. We thank you, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to preach the gospel. We give you thanks, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Oh, today with every head bowed, with all eyes closed, maybe somebody invited you. You know deep down in your heart you are not saved, you are not born again. You want to surrender your heart to Jesus. You want to be born again. If you are here like that, you want to give your heart to Jesus with every head bowed, all eyes closed just lift up your right hand wherever you are, I'm going to pray with you God bless you, oh God bless you I like the way your hand just went up let it go up above your head, at the back I see your hands God bless you, don't be shy today is the day of salvation Bible says that, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a way of salvation let your hand go up, let it go up, God bless you God bless you, God bless you, I see your hands if you have lifted up your hand, I want you to do one more thing for me can you come to the front if you came with a bag pick that bag, your bible come to the front yes, come to Jesus come to the front, God bless you God bless you, come this way, face this way oh, clap for them as they come many people are coming to Jesus keep clapping, keep clapping all to thee my blessed Savior come all the way come all the way Come all the way. Oh, keep laughing, keep laughing. Many people are coming to Jesus. Come all the way. I surrender all. Keep laughing for them as they come. If you are watching my television, today is a day of salvation. Would you also want to give your heart to Jesus? Do the same as people are coming. Keep laughing. Many people are coming. Come to Jesus. All to be my blessed Savior. Come. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Those of you in front, I want you to lift up your two hands. We're going to pray. And let's all join them as we pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins please forgive me all my sins come into my heart make me a new person please write my name in the Lamb's book of life from today I will serve you I will follow you for the rest of my days thank you Jesus for saving me Amen we believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.